Blog Talk Radio. Twitter beef 
But where will he be returning to the court? What's going on with OKD there, okay? Of course, an update on the Deshaun Watson accusations. We are now hearing from some of the ladies, so we'll definitely dive into that. Of course, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment, jam-packed show for you once again. But now we have two hours to get it all in. Uh-oh, your girl's on the roll. <laughs> no, I'm going to stop. No, I'm not. Okay, it's time for our first break. We're going to go ahead and jump into our first break. The breaks tonight, man, this brother here, I am um, I am pulling for him. Let us make sure that we keep him and his family in our prayers um, from the last updates, but, you know, fake news. Sometimes it's real and sometimes it's not. But for the latest that I'm hearing, um, he has been removed off of um, life support and breathing on his own. So I didn't want to wait for any more bad news. Uh, the breaks tonight, you will know when you hear the first song. So let's go ahead and get into it, and we'll be right back after this with the ladies. Uh, it is TJ, LL Sports 2. Didn't have. 
chicken didn't laugh. See, now I do the math. I see if you got this, uh-huh. and this, and this, and some cap, that dog's the shit. Oh, and that's all I get away. But see, these chickens don't know. Uh, if these chickens ain't for real, uh-huh. these chickens don't go. Uh-huh. Knock on the door, no show. Uh-huh. I'm asleep, trying to creep with your best hey, friend. Let me talk to him for a minute. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. I must admit, that is one of my um, all-time favorite DMX songs. And I'll tell you a little quick story about this. Met DMX in Miami, um, that 98-99, when the Falcons played the uh, Denver Broncos in the in, in Super Bowl. And just a really, really cool dude. And so... Um, there were like 10 of us that went on this trip. And, yes, this is when we were young. We didn't know any better. We just, you know, just straight, uh, just young. Okay. 10 of us, I think we all, we, yes, we did all stay in one room. Okay. That's not the story. Anyway, <laughs> so we met DMX, real cool guy. I mean, just real cool, took pictures with everybody. And did do you know that song came out after that um, that year? So long story short, Everybody who was in our crew, their name is in that song. So, of course, when I told my boyfriend at the time, I was like, yeah, we met DMX, yeah, you know. And then the song comes out, and all of our names were in the song. He was like, so what What really happened? What do he really want? I was like, oh, my goodness, talk about insecurity. But I just love it, though, because it's like <laughs> the only reason you're worried about it is because what were you doing? Hello. All right, now, let's get back to sports. <laughs> but I love that song. My name is in that song. I don't know if it had anything to do with the, with the chance meeting, but I'm going to roll with it. How about that? And this is what else we're going to roll with. We're going to roll with the ladies. We have to bring the ladies of this wonderful show in. It is going to be the gleesome, threesome, the triple threat in the house as soon as everybody hits number one so that I can bring them in on this revelation here. Let's see. I got one. Where's the other one? I need you to hit the number one. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we here we here we go. Triple Oh, come on. Here we go. Triple threat in the house, ladies. Hello. Hi. Terry, Miss Terry is in the house and Janelle is absent. No, it's no, Janelle. Janelle is not. Oh, I didn't even recognize you, uh, Janelle. You fooled me. Don't you do that again now. 
the nail in the house. The nail ain't loose and she's dang. That's right. Go ahead. I said we're rocking it hard on the Wednesday night. We're going to rock it. We're going to rock it. Don't stop. Keep kicking and talking all around the clock. Uh oh. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Uh, we're gonna rock until the rock and roll. We're gonna rock, rock, rock to the old night. Rock. Who was that? Uh, the um, who that was, was that? Your, that was back in your time. That was the sixty single. I'm gonna let you have that. Dick Clark. When that Dick. What's going on, everybody? We are live on Facebook. But she's actually in the house. My turn. Holding down that side town as always. Thank y'all so much for tuning into the show tonight. All right, ladies, so i tell you what, we are going to go ahead and jump into it because I want to get to this topic right here. We are kicking it off with baseball. Major League Baseball has made their decision, and Janelle, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on this. So real quick, um, Major League Baseball, they did announce on last Friday that they did decide to move the 2021 All-Star Game out of Atlanta in response to the new Georgia law that has um, civil rights groups concerned. I mean, everyone is in an uproar. There have been boycotts of Delta, Coca-Cola, a couple of other, um, you know, major industries here in in Atlanta. But Major League Baseball made their decision to pull the uh, 2021 All-Star Game and All-Star, all of these festivities. Um, In a statement, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manford he said that the league, they were finalizing a new host city. They did decide on uh, Coors Field in Denver, Colorado, and that is now where the, um, you know, where the All-Star uh, game will be played. But um, he also said in his statement, um, over the last, and this is a quote, over the last week we have engaged in thoughtful conversations with clubs, former and current players, the Players Association, and the Players Alliance, among others, to listen to their views. I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game and MLB Draft. Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. In 2020, MLB became the first professional sports league to join the nonpartisan Civic Alliance to help build a future in shaping the United States. We proudly use our platform to encourage baseball fans and communities throughout our country to perform their civic duty and actively participate in the voting process. Fair access to voting continues to have our game's unwavering support, end quote. And, of course, the Atlanta Braves, the whole organization, the city of Atlanta, um, the whole state of Georgia, um, of course, deeply disappointed by the outcome. And uh, let me see, I wanted to read a statement um, by the Atlanta Braves organization. They said, I quote, this was neither our decision nor our recommendation, and we are saddened that fans will not be able to see this event in our city. The Braves organization will continue to stress the importance of equal voting opportunities, and we had hoped our city could use this event as a platform to enhance the discussion. Our city has always been known as a uniter in divided times, and we will miss the opportunity to address issues that are important to our community. Unfortunately, businesses, employees, and fans in Georgia are the victims of this decision, end quote. And they were also, you know, going to be um, doing a big, um, like, uh, tribute to uh, the late Hank Aaron at, um, you know, this year's 
all-star festivities and all of that. But just the overall decision, um, ladies, I want to get your thoughts on, one, Major League Baseball making this stand, are you surprised? And then, two, just, you know, um, just your overall thoughts on the fact that they did decide to to move it. Uh, Janelle, I want to start with you. Um. I'm definitely disappointed. Uh, I, I'm I'm a little stunned, and also a little irritated by the situation. I I completely understand needing to to make a stand in that situation. Okay, and I completely agree with that, but not to the point where they moved the All Star game from this, you know, from from Atlanta. I think it's um, I think it's unfair, um, and the mere fact that we didn't have the opportunity to you know weigh in on it makes it even worse. Because how do you how do you award a city, you know, an All Star game, and then because of something that they had nothing to do with, take mm-hmm. it away from them? That right. it just it, it's it, it's unfair. It, it truly is unfair. Uh, mm-hmm. At the same token, I, I appreciate the fact. I appreciate what it is they're trying to do. I do get that. I, I don't want you. I don't want you to think that 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 point is missed on me at all because it's not. But to go to this extreme is is kind of a bit much for me. Okay. Okay. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Um, and Lou, your thoughts. I feel the same way Janelle does. Ditto. All right. All right. You know, Janelle, I, I'm i in total agreement with you because, one, you know, it's like the city of Atlanta is going to suffer when this probably would have been one of the best all-star weekends just for the simple fact of what Atlanta offers um, and how they have truly revamped um, the Braves, like, stadium, that area, that whole Truist Park area down there um, in Cobb County is phenomenal. And it is, right. perfect, it is the perfect venue for, i.e., an all-star game. I mean, they, and we all know that that was the purpose of building up SunTrust Park, you know, out in, in Cobb County for these types of events, this one in particular, the all-star game. So for it to be pulled, um, I totally understand. You think about, you know, just the hospitality revenue. Um, I don't know if it's going to be open, like, full capacity. I'm pretty sure it probably is because, you know, we, Atlanta's opening up. Georgia's opening up this Thursday, um, back to everything uh, full capacity. So the games and everything, um, hold on one second. I've got a message from Facebook here. We're having technical problems. When you add a guest to your live broadcast. Your guests and viewers may see a slightly different part of your camera. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you, Facebook. All right, but um, getting back to MLB, um, but it, this was just the perfect, it would have been the perfect um, venue for an all-star weekend. But the fact that Major League Baseball is making this stance, I cannot be, I'm with you, Janelle, I'm totally shocked, totally surprised, never thought that MLB would make a stand like this being needed. Now, the one thing I don't like is how everyone keeps harping on the voting rights, the part of the voting rights bill that is 
where people can't get water and food in line. And um, I think uh, I can't remember the other the other part that they're talking about. But the main issue with the voting rights bill is really the legislative part. Um, the one thing that the, you know, like the civil rights activists and, and the people in government, um, your Stacey Abrams and uh, Mayor Lance Bottoms and all of them, the part and, and all of the legislators, um, it's the fact that legislator will, legislation will now have precedent, the end all be all, when it comes to vote. So whereas Agent Orange tried to call up and say you can find 11,000 votes, now going forward, the party in charge, they may be able to just find 11,000 votes because they will be over the, the voting, um, counting the votes, so to speak. I know I'm not probably explaining this right, and don't get me, don't get me quote, don't quote me on anything because I'm not the most political person, but I did pay attention to this because I wanted to know what was it that really would have sparked MLB to make this stand. It couldn't have been just because people weren't getting water in line and a couple of uh, voting um, ballot boxes were being removed. Um, but, again, for Major League Baseball to step in and make this decision, because we all know, let's be real, baseball is for the um, they cater to the, to the older white crowd. There's a lot of young, you know, it, it's becoming younger, don't get me wrong, um, but we, when we think of baseball, we think of corporations, you know, suites and stuff like that, um, this old school, you know, the grandfather, the father, and the son have been going to games, you know, three generations and all of that, and it really does cater to white America. Um, so for Major League Baseball to make this stance, um, I was very proud of them. I do hate that Atlanta, unfortunately, has to bear the brunt of it, so. But, um... Yeah, it really sucks, though. Really sucks. Um, looks like we have a caller, though. Wants to call in and sign. Let's see who's on the phone line here. One moment. 904-699. You are on with LL Sports 2 and the Triple Threat. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hi, ladies. It's me, Lakeisha Martin. Squeaky. I miss you so much. Welcome back, lady. Welcome back. <laughs> You have been doing big things. Girl, you're looking so good. <laughs> Thank you. I miss you guys so much. I'm building my brand. I'm doing all the things. And, you know, this call bumps heads with one of my training Zooms every week. So I've been missing out. But, you know, we had a guest speaker that I wasn't too interested in tonight. So I think I'd jump in here real quick and say, hey, y'all. Come in here. What's on your mind? What do you want to share with us tonight? I, I, I am torn with the decision to move the MLB from Atlanta because, number one, I was coming. <laughs> and number two, um, I don't know. To me, it just seems disingenuous. Really? And I'm, I just want y'all to hear I just want y'all to hear me out on this. It just seems disingenuous to me because I feel like we have always gone through as a people where mm-hmm. we have to be the ones to turn the other cheek. We got to be the one to say, oh, I forgive you. We got to be the one to say, we're going to move forward and be the bigger person in the room. They go low, we go high, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel as though that, you know, white America, which baseball caters to, was big mad that Georgia turned blue. 
They was big mad that Georgia turned blue anyway. And I feel like MLB, moving it from Atlanta, was just their, you know, passive-aggressive way of continuing to cater to white America by using the fact that, oh, we don't like the fact that they did that for the boot rest, so we're going to move it to Colorado. Where all mm. the white folks this, come on, man. I feel like... They wanted to move it anyway. They was big mad that Georgia got invited to the barbecue, okay, because it went blue. They know what's going to go blue. They know the red's going to be blue in two years. And this was their way of placating their white fans by mm. taking something away from the black community while cloaking it in their cloaks that they're so good at wearing, saying, we did it because we want to stand up for black rights. The lie. You did it because you wanted to move. That's why you did because we are suffering. So for me, I just feel like it was disingenuous. I love baseball, and I have always loved baseball, but I felt like it was disingenuous. It was just their way of moving it, what, making us think, oh, yeah, great for baseball. They're standing for black folks. No, you're hurting this city. You're hurting our people. You're taking it away, just like uh, Aunt Lucy. We built up this part of town to be able to host these kind of things, and you use that as an excuse to punish them by moving it, and that's just the way I feel about that. Hmm. Neil, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. I never even thought about that. I absolutely never even thought about that, but she makes a valid point. That is so true. Uh, Aunt Lou, you want to chime in on that before we let before we get let's... Hey, baby girl, I'm just glad you came on. I think it makes a lot of sense, and I'm like Janelle. I never thought about it, but, you know, yeah, after she unraveled and then, un, you know, and then she kind of exposed some things. So yeah, hmm. make you make you. Those, these are things things people say things to make you want to think. <laughs> hmm, make you say hmm, right? I just oh. I don't know. I I feel oh, like just like y'all said, we suffering, right? Our whole city is going to suffer from this. It's like taking the Olympics away from us, hmm. right? We're going to suffer, and you're going to say. Because they couldn't justify taking it away any other way. They can't say it was big mad about the election results and take it away, right? So they okay. had to finally you know take it away. But, you know, you you do make a very valid point with the fact of, you know, they could have been upset that Georgia turned blue. But the only way, the only reason I would I would disagree with you is because where Truist Park is, it's in Cobb County. So it's not like it's in the city of Atlanta. So... To say that you're hurting the like the black dollars of the black community, you're not <laughs> because where Truist Park is is sure enough. We're out there. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we we pretty you know black people and you may want to have a lily white community, but we, we are coming we, anywhere you go. We even out in, in Forsyth. But um, where Truist Park is, it is probably would you say Janelle one of the most probably thriving um, Cobb County. One of the most thriving yes. counties is known, you know, it's, it's not known for for um, black communities, so to speak. But, so, but, the, right. but the, the, the city as a whole still was going to suffer, though, with the tourism that would have come in, the revenue that would have right. come in. That's true. Because I think so, they the revenue would have been think, in South County, though, for the most part. And that's not the yeah, most part. Atlanta. I think they said it's going to be like $100 million, $100 million that we would have lost for that weekend. Right. Exactly. Wow. But that would have benefited top. I mean, the whole state would have benefited, don't get me wrong, but it's not like they were in downtown Atlanta. 
like for the for the All Star game or for if it was the Well, the, I know I ain't going to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Oh, Me. Very, very good point though. I'm I'm so glad that you called in to share that because I didn't. I never thought about that. I didn't either. So very very good point. Oh, I'm gonna have to let you ladies go. I have to speak about my book. My book went number one. I'm a number one seller. I'm a best-selling author, ladies. Can you believe it? So I have a speaking engagement that's coming up in a half an hour. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. And I will talk to you when I get a chance. Uh, would you uh, give that information to TJ so that we can support you? So that's what I'm saying. Yes, ma'am. I'll, I'll get it in the chat right there. You guys can grab it. All right, darling. Thank you so much. Okay, but well, Lakeisha, for those who aren't in the chat, go ahead and, and tell tell the information for you for you uh, jump off. Oh yes, I wrote a book called The Her Method, H E R, and that's Heed, Execute, and Respond, and it's a personal protection guide for safety against predators. For se- this is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and I'm a sexual assault advocate and survivor. So I wrote a book for self-protection and awareness for people to protect themselves from assailants. And it went number one today on its release and pre-sales on Amazon. It's called The Her Method, H-E-R Method, and it's for anyone that's traveling on the highways and the byways to give you safety tips to protect yourself while traveling by Lakeisha Martin. If you grab it now, pre-sales, it'll be 99 cents, and you'll get the e-book, and then the download for the actual book will come on April the 30th, the H-E-R method, heed, execute, and respond, because you are precious cargo. All right, now. Go ahead. I am so proud of you. Lakeisha, I got a little, um, you know, get a little proper tone now to uh, a best-selling author. You better go, girl. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. Thank you so much for taking the time to give us a call. We miss you. All right. I miss you. Love you the most. Bye, Bye. ladies. Bye. Bye. Three four seven seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. And yes, she's going to drop that in timeline. But um. It is the Her Method. All right, by LaKeisha Martin. You better go, girl. Number one bestseller on the, on the program. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, she did make a good point there, ladies. I, I would have never even thought about Major League Baseball being that salty for, uh, you know, turning the state blue. Good point, though. Um, Tina, I think there was one more thing that I wanted to bring out. One, of, I think one of the uh, biggest things that people are having a problem with was um, – With this new legislation, um, they passed a law that with the uh, mail-in ballots, they have to now uh, produce driver's license. And I think that's one of the things that people are having a problem with um, because it wasn't like that before. And it literally geared, that particular portion of the legislation was geared toward black America. Right, who didn't have the ID. Right. To vote. Yeah, that's right. You are so right. Yeah, they had uh, G- Governor Kemp, he was on uh, the Frank T. Morning Show this morning, and he was trying to say that what they were trying to do is streamline the absentee ballot because with the uptake in absentee ballots due to COVID, you know, of course, it it, it was just astronomical, the number of, of, of absentee votes, you know, that came in for this election. But let's be real. COVID aside, 
are people really going to continue to vote by an absentee ballot? Maybe, you know, maybe they enjoyed, uh, you know, having that option. But I doubt very seriously if we will have the the amount of absentee ballots that we had for this for this um, election cycle. So say that you're trying to streamline it to make it a more efficient process. No, because y'all were trying to call call the election before the absentee uh, ballots got counted. So he's talking out one side of his net, but, you know, he's just trying to make it seem like, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. But what he didn't address is the fact that he had that um, – State uh, state legislator arrested for knocking on his door. That's what they should have addressed. But this isn't a political show, so I shall digress. But um, we, yeah, we'll see. It's all for Tom Fuller. They lying, you know. But it is deeper than you know, just not being able to have the water and, and food. And it's not that you can't have that. It's just you have to be uh, outside of 150 feet to eat and, and drink. But um, but we'll see. So you know, we'll we'll. Uh, we'll see what what ultimately happens because Georgia's not the only state, you know, that's changed their voting uh, voting rights laws. And uh, but again, I am I am sad for for the Atlanta Braves and just what what it would have meant for the city. Um, LeBron James he took to Twitter uh, once they made the decision and he says, I quote, "Congratulations to not um I'm sorry, Le, uh, LeBron James. Um, this was President Obama." Um, who said this, he said uh, for taking to Twitter, congratulations to MLB for taking a stand on behalf of voting rights for all citizens. There's no better way for America's pastime to honor the great Hank Aaron, who always led by example, end quote. All right. So, um, yeah, just, uh, I'm still shocked, though, regardless of it, because that's, I don't know, still, still a, a big statement that I think that they're making. All right, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. But tell you what, we're going to go ahead and jump into some football news here because I do want to, a couple stories here I want to talk about. Uh, But ladies, I want to make sure, any more comments on baseball and, and all that? We're good? We're good. Okay. All right. So, NFL news. So, they are now saying that they expect the stadium to be by next season. Um, They are saying that, of course, they do expect to have more fans in the stands this year. But uh, Roger Goodell, Commissioner Roger Goodell, he did say that as of the 2022 season um, that they do expect to be at full capacity. I don't think that's really, really too much of a shocker. But also on the voting law, um, Arthur Blank, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, um, he did. He was very vocal, you know, once the once the um, law was passed, and he said that you know voting should be made easier for um, you know for uh, Georgia residents and not harder. So, um, in a statement he that they released um, from Arthur Blank and for the team, it says, I quote. Every voice and every vote matters and should be heard through our democratic process in Georgia. The right to vote is simply sacred. We should be working to, making, to make voting easier, not harder, for every eligible citizen. To that end, AMBSE leadership, along with our nonprofit partners, conveyed that ideal directly to state officials in recent weeks. Our businesses and family foundation will continue to actively support efforts that advance voting access for the citizens of Georgia and across the nation. So 
um, end quote. So just, um, I don't know, I I think that Arthur Blank is one of the um, better owners um, that we have in the NFL, never shies away from speaking on issues or, you know, giving his opinion on um and, and, you know, anything that's going on and um, always vocal when it comes to standing up for what's right um, and always seems to be on the right side of history, too. Um, so uh, just, Janelle, your quick thoughts on, you know, the fact that Arthur Blank is always seems to be on the right side of history. Yeah, he that's, he uh, that's one of the reasons why I love him so much. He he definitely not only shows his support to, to his team, but he shows the support to the city as well. So I, I I appreciate that. I'm not shocked at all that he that he chimed in on that. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Lou, your thoughts? Not surprised at all. All right, three four seven eight seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. So I. What? We're going to go ahead and jump into a quick break, and then on the outside of this, we will tackle it. Deshaun Watson, gas stations have increased, and now we are hearing from some of the ladies who um, are making these accusations. So we will talk about that right after the break. But it is now time for roll call. Janelle, are you with me? I'm always with you. All right, and Aunt Lou, what say you? Aunt Lou's in the house, 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 in the house. All right, you better know it. It's the triple threat holding it down. Janelle, Aunt Lou, and TJ. We will be right back after the break. Suffer. To survive, well, that's to find meaning in the suffering. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up, get back on my feet so I can't. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up, get back on my feet so I can't. I've been through mad different faces, like Mason's to find my way. And now I know that happy days are not far away If I'm strong enough, I live long enough to see my kids Doing something more constructive with the time than this I know because I've been there, now I'm in there Sit back and look at what it took for me to get there First came the ball, the drama with my mama She got on some fly so I split and said that I'ma be that seed That doesn't need much to succeed Strapped with mad greed, a heart that doesn't bleed I'm ready for the world, or at least I thought I was Back in when I caught a bus, I'm thinking about how short I was Going too fast, it wouldn't last, but yo, I couldn't tell Group homes and institutes, prepare my to tell They put me in a situation, forcing me to be a man When I was just learning to stand without a helping hand Damn, wasn't my fault, something my did To make a father leave his first kid at seven, doing my first bid Back on the scene at 14, broke a scheme To get more green than I'd ever seen in the dream And by all means, I will be living high off the hog And I never gave a fuck about much but my dog That's the only I'd head off in my last Another look, come on, and it's nowhere fast. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, 
Um, also, Nike has suspended Watson's deal amid the allegations. Um, the company said this in a statement to CNBC. They call the allegations disturbing, and like I said, we are now up to 22. So what I want to do now is play a bit of audio, and this is from one of the accusers, Ashley Solace. All right, so let's take a listen. I got into massage therapy to heal people. To heal their minds and bodies, to bring peace to their souls. Deshaun Watson has robbed me of that. He took that away from me. He tainted a profession in which I take enormous pride. I suffer from panic attacks, anxiety, and depression. I am in counseling as a result of Deshaun Watson's actions. I hope he knows how much pain he's inflicted on me emotionally and physically. And I hope he knows how much pain he has inflicted on these other survivors. People say that I'm doing this just for money. That is false. I come forward now so that Deshaun Watson does not assault another woman. 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. And again, that was Ashley Salas. She is one of the 22 accusers of Deshaun Watson um, saying that he basically physically violated her uh, during a massage uh, therapy session. So, ladies, um, just, you know, after hearing the update, after hearing from um, Ashley Salas, what are your initial thoughts um, after hearing from one of his accusers? Uh, that's question one. Um, a. Lou, we'll have you go first. Uh, she doesn't sound that convincing, you know, I just... I don't know. She doesn't. She doesn't. Some people say, I mean, she came to the point where some people think that I'm here to get the money. Are you really there? Are they paying you good enough to lie and and wreck someone's reputation? Because if it's not true, you know, you shouldn't be saying it. And and I just, you know, my question is, why didn't they come out sooner if if all this was going on? Why all of a sudden they coming out? You know? I know he didn't threaten him and, and... uh, you know, when all this stuff was happening, you know, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just something's not right with it. All right. Janelle, your thoughts? My problem with with the now up to 22 is that if if it's so many that have sustained this this abuse from him, how come there haven't been any uh, criminal charges yet? Uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the fence with this. Uh, I just don't understand what's happening. Either either he did something wrong or he didn't. And if, if he actually had done something wrong, then how come there haven't been criminal charges yet? This is where I'm at. I, I don't understand. I, I'm confused, Tina. I need you to help me. I'm confused. Janelle and Lou, y'all have me over here rocking, literally. I am rocking in my seat because I am in total agreement with you ladies. Now, I don't know, you know, we. I think we all said, you know, innocent until proven guilty. We're going to try to wait to see, you know, how everything unfolds. But, you know, y'all know my position since day one. I don't care. I believe the Houston, Texas have something to do with this. It's not going to surprise me. If we find out they are behind this somehow, some way, 
the um, attorney's office, the law firm of Busby, uh, what's his name again, um, uh, Busby Law, they are in no way in cahoots with the Texas organization. Now, why would you have to come out and literally say that? Because, you know, I mean, really, why do you think you really need to come out and say that? Probably because we know that you are. Anyway, um, but I have believed from day one that these accusations are lies. Janelle, you are so right. Why, after 22 accusations, have we not had one criminal charge? And, Aunt Lou, I am in total agreement with you. If you go back and watch this video, not Nan here. And I just went country. I went, what, what, Monroe, Louisiana on you. Not Nan. <laughs> here. <laughs> not Nan. Not Nan. Not Nan. Okay. Want to know how to spell it? Google it. Anyway. Let's see, Bonnick. Stop it. Nan. Nan. She had to be and that thing was just as dry when she started that uh, conference as when she ended it. Um, I just, I did not feel that. And Max Kellerman on, on um, first take, he's going to say, you know, if uh, she is not, uh, whatever he said, if she's left the, the massage business, then she might need to go into acting because he was very convinced. Well, I need to know what shows you are watching because that is not a list talent right there. So that ain't didn't even. give it. And, TJ, she didn't even give any details. It's just like she came with trying to justify what people are saying about her and stuff. It's like, but you're going to have to live with this, you know, if you're lying on this man and trying to wreck his reputation. If they lied on him like that, I will sue everybody. I would keep the, you know, even if you probably going to get no money from half of them, you know, or whatever, but I would sue them and I would, you know, I would sue them. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take, you know, defame my character like that and stuff, it's ridiculous. Oh. Well, TJ, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is she the one that's looking for the $100,000? Because if that's what, if that's the case, how is it that you can put a price on a career like that? Exactly. Now, is she the one that initially started it? They have not. If, if they said it, I don't know. But I am thinking that she is one of the first people to, to um, allege this act against the son. Um, but I don't know if she was the, the very first one who they went after the $100,000 and, you know, Sean turned it down. I think she is, though. I do think she's the, one of the first ones that, that went, um, that made the allegation. Yeah. But for her to say it's not about money, I think she just put, she just made it known that it was her. Why, like you, why would you feel the need to say that if it wasn't about money? You know what I mean? I, I would be like, you know, I'm not here to, to mess up my reputation or to defame my character. You know, this happened to me. Um, you know, and, and sure enough, you can't tell anybody, just like you can't tell anybody how to grieve. You know, you can't tell anybody how to be emotional. But I, I did not feel that when I heard it through the audio. When I looked at it, I was like, oh, my goodness. Now, when you see, you know, I don't know if that was a wig she had on or a bad haircut, but I can see why she needs $100,000. She needs to get together. <laughs> but, I mean, this is, I mean, she didn't have one tear fall down her eye. And if you just, I mean, you ain't counseling now, and you just so start your hands tremble every time you give it, come on now. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I should be a little bit more empathetic as a woman, but uh-uh. 
actually so will come. Right now, DJ, how long has this supposedly had, has taken place? How long ago? Let me see if I have information here. I think I might have gotten rid of that. I think the first one they were saying was in March of 2020. Okay. I think that was one of the first allegations, and then they were saying, you know, something happened during the season because somebody had went to the house. Um, but it's all as of 2020. These allegations, yeah. you know, he just in 2020, I guess with the corona, he just, you know, he felt like he needed to be touched, uh, like uh, I mean, uh, Atlanta Star touched Paulie Clover. So uh, I don't know, but it's um, it's just all suspicious. And again, still nothing being said by the Houston, Houston Texas organization. You know, normally they will stand by their player and they will make it known that they're standing by their player. But even with the NFL, you know, as I said, um, the NFL spokesperson, Brian McCarthy, said that the allegations, yes, they are deeply disturbing, saying that they take these issues very seriously. But I think even the fact that the NFL hasn't even taken action, because you know they are going to do their due diligence, but they are not trying to be two steps behind again, even though they all, always are. Um, but the fact that they have not taken any action, put him on the uh, commission's exempt list or, you know, keeping him away from just anything dealing with Houston, Texas. So after 22 accusations, you know, how how should the NFL handle this situation now? Uh, Aunt Lou, have you picked that off? I totally agree with you with that. I mean, I just... I think it's just a, a, a bunch of, uh, you know, they're trying to mess up his character and, you know, and, and his revenge. And it's coming down from some, some, some higher source because, you know, if they put a few thousands in these people's pocket, you know, it's like, can you be bought off, you know, just lying on people. I just couldn't do that. I don't care. If I needed money and my hair was towed up to the floor up and, and I was homeless and starving, I still wouldn't lie on nobody. You know what I mean? Because you just don't do that. Where Where's your character? Where's your... Uh, you know, it, it, it's just it's just wrong. Do you have a heart? You know, I don't know. I mean, but but she just did. I she didn't. I didn't feel no sympathy. You know, I'm pretty sensitive to people. You know, when they speaking and stuff. But it was just like it was no no remorse. It was no sadness or you know. To me, it was just like she was trying to act, and she's a horrible actress. You know, it was authentic. I I, I felt no authenticity. No, and I don't feel like I didn't feel like that, that, that she was violated either. If anything, she might have gave it up. Shut up, Lucinda. Oh my word! Oh my word! Say it again, Angel. Don't really, but okay. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two, the triple threat in the house. A new Janelle T. James. Don't do anything because it, it could very well be that just like we're sitting here talking about this, that we find out tomorrow that all all of these women were lying. Mm-hmm. So to make any type of decisions right now would be wrong because you you know how it is. Once you get that once you get that stigma on your back, you can't get it off. Right, right. 
And I would hate for them to. It's already bad enough that he that they're having that he's having problems with them as it is. So for them to to for them to do something to him to especially when he's um, trying to get to another team, it, it would it, it just it wouldn't be right. I, mm-hmm. I think they need to hold out. I think they need to hold out and just not do anything. Okay. Because as as much as I as much as I want to, and and I am a, a firm believer in in support of women who have been abused. Okay, but I I can't. You sound like you squeezing out tears, but I can't see none. It's a problem for me. Okay. I'm with you. I don't I don't uphold abuse, you know, because I was a victim of that, you know, violence and, and stuff, and you know, it's like. It's a serious issue. It is, and to to have somebody to make that type of accusation, and that's that's why I can't wait to find out what actually is the situation. I honestly can't, because to have somebody to make that type of accusation and then it turn out not to be true, that mm-hmm. is, you should be beyond ashamed of yourself. And I, I'm with you, ain't Lou. I mean, Deshaun Watson, he needs to just throw down the whole armor of the law when all of this is revealed. But I'm really glad that we are all on the same, on one accord on this because I'm in total agreement. I think that the NFL should do nothing because I don't think that anything has been proven. You know, we always talk about how the NFL, they are two steps behind. They always are, are react, reactory and never proactive. But in this case, I definitely think that they are taking the right stance by doing nothing or at least taking their time to do their due diligence before they call themselves trying to, you know, levy any punishment. Because until they can show me proof and, and, you know, I don't even know at this point if criminal charges would suffice because it's been this long. You know, I just don't know how you can call yourself physically violated. You know, you now in, in, in trauma and and, um, uh, you know, you have to go to counseling, your hands shaking every time you do this, and you can't file criminal charges. That's beyond me. So I, but I'm so, I'm really proud of the NFL for not trying to do a, a rush decision just for the sake of saving faith for, you know, trying, trying to make the right move. Because, you know, we, we do know that uh, female fans, they make up, I think it's like we're up to 48% now, um, 40, 45%, 46% of the fan base, so, um, and, and none of us agree with, with, you know, violence against women, but it, it there must be violence committed, and uh, I just, I, I don't believe it. I really don't. Um, Squirrel, uh, shout out to Squirrel, he makes a very good point. He says, where was all this media attention with Big Ben when he paid those women off? Okay. That's the when he paid those women out, they were keeping it silent because Big Ben is a white, he's a white uh, snowman. Not a white snowman. Miss yeah. Lucinda. Miss Lucinda. Not a snowman. No, ma'am. Yeah, no. But, um, but, yeah, Big Ben, I mean, we we know he violated a woman in a public bathroom. <laughs> he couldn't even take her to a hotel. He just violated all the club in the bathroom. But... Uh, I don't know. His name is not Deshaun, baby. Deshaun is black. Can y'all, uh, do you even understand me? 
Just John, Roshan, Davion, Fabian, you know, it's all black. Um, uh-oh, hey, Lou, it's world coming after you, too. He says, uh, where was all this media attention when old boy from the Sea Chickens almost killed his girlfriend? Wait, now, which one from the, from the Seahawks almost killed his girlfriend? One of them beat up his girlfriend. Well, I, I tell him, tell him, I, I'm right. I'm with oh, him on that, too. I mean, you know, he shouldn't be fighting his girl. I'm sorry. Taylor, go ahead. I say I'm with him on that, too, because he shouldn't have been fighting his girl, but he didn't bring that much publicity. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, she, she went on the Today Show and everything. But, um, you know, she felt, she felt bad for him, but she was still going to bring charges against the man because he almost killed her. So, you know, what love got to do with it? So they in a relationship, but she brought charges. You just, you said the man made him put, you put it, put your hand on his, uh, you know, on his private part, but you just got to go to counseling. You can't do massages anymore. I just don't get it. But anyway, 347-826-7924, that is the number to call. We will definitely be keeping up on this because I cannot wait. I just want the truth to be revealed. That's what I need. And the truth will set you free. And uh, another thing, karma is undefeated. So for all this, if all this comes out, the people were lying. Ooh, wait. Okay, moving on. Ladies, it will be here. What is it? August the 29th, I believe. So, man, and teams are making moves. We had, we never really got a chance to talk about this, but my 49ers, we decided to move up in the draft, so we uh, traded with the Dolphins. We now have the number three overall pick. Dolphins, they moved down to 12, but then they moved again, so now they have the sixth pick. So Dolphins, they're really trying to make the moves here, and they are acquiring a lot of draft picks. But um, a lot of people saying that, you know, the Niners are looking towards uh, quarterback Mac Jones out of Alabama. Not too sure how I feel about this pick because he's kind of a carbon copy of a Jimmy Garoppolo just a little bit younger. Garoppolo wins, do not get me wrong, but Garoppolo also stays injured a lot, which is why I feel like we're trying to move on, but there's no mobility. I mean, Garoppolo, he can move a little bit, don't get me wrong, but he's definitely not a, just on Watson. And I still go on Twitter once a week saying, do not give up on Sean Watson, okay? If anything, maybe this will make his stock go down and we don't have to pay him as much, but please, do not give up on Sean Watson. Anyway, so... They're saying that we were probably going after Mac Jones. However, saying that we will be attending the uh, pro scout day for uh, Zach, I mean, I'm sorry, Justin Fields out of um, Ohio State. So I'm excited about that because he's a, he gives a little bit more mobility. But the fact that we are going after a quarterback makes me happy because it, it says that we are trying to make the move this season. Also, another team that is trying to make the move, the New York Jets. So they have now traded their quarterback, Sam Darnold. He was the number three overall pick back in just 2018. So he's only been there, what, going on four years, still in this rookie contract. But the Jets have traded Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers. Um, they will now receive three draft picks. And I'm sorry, the Jets received three draft picks. They received a sixth-round 2021 pick, so a sixth-round pick for this year. And then in 2022 – they receive a second round and a fourth round pick. Um, shout out to the, you know, shout out to the to the uh, Carolina Panthers. But um, the team has now ten picks in 2021. This is the New York Jets, and they will now have seven picks in their first two rounds for the next two drafts. 
Um, like I said, the Jets stay on the uh, number two pick. But this was the stat that really got me. The New York Jets have now taken an NFL high 10 quarterbacks in the last 15 drafts. So can you say that they just cannot seem to get it right? In the words of, um, what was that, life, just can't get it right. Ten <laughs> quarterbacks in the last 15 drafts. I might, y'all might need to stop drafting quarterbacks. That could be just my opinion. I don't know. But, um, but ladies, you know, like I said, Sam Darnold, number three overall pick just in 2018. Can't really say that, that Sam Darnold has had an opportunity to put his, his talents on full display. Remember, Sam Darnold is the one that previous year, well, not 2020, but 2019, he missed a big chunk of time because he uh, got mono. Didn't know that, you know, 22, 23-year-olds still got mono, but he did. So he had to sit out a um, season that. And, you know, Adam Gase, has not, he was not one of the best uh, um, coaches, NFL coaches, needless to say, nor offensive coordinators um, in the league. So now the Jets, you know, they have, they have the new coach, Robert Sala. But Robert's like, he's not my man. We're going to go ahead and, and, and part ways. But, um, you know, just any overall thoughts on, you know, Sam Donald not really getting an opportunity to show his talents in New York, but also the fact that the New, New York Jets have now picked, you know, 10 a high, 10 quarterbacks in the last 15 drafts. Janelle, how have you start off? That, for me, is amazing. Uh, uh, out of 10 quarterbacks, you can't get one work right. Uh, again, we we have to take a, a, a look back at the, the coaching because you can't tell me out of those 10 that somebody couldn't have worked out. Now, the fact that they're at it again, I don't blame them because Sam Sam Donald he didn't really although he came although he came out of the draft as high as he did, he didn't really showcase uh enough of his talent hmm. to to warrant keeping him. Hmm, because okay. they uh, I, I just don't feel like I feel like either and you know it makes a huge difference. You can get a fantastic player and have a horrible coach and it makes a huge difference. Exactly. So hopefully when he gets to hopefully when he gets to the Panthers they'll be able to do something with him. All right. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies. Ain't Lou, your thoughts? I agree with Janelle on that uh, issue. Yeah, I, I'm in total agreement with you there, Janelle, because, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Look at Ryan Tannehill. I mean, we just knew Ryan Tannehill was washed up until he got with the with the Tennessee Titans. He looks like a brand-new quarterback. So right. I'm hoping that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this works out for him. Um, I also wanted to ask, too, ladies, you know, who do you think got the better end of this trade? Do you think it's the New York Jets who will now have a clean slate? They'll be able to pick one of the top. Just, they are electing that uh, or, or saying that five, this will be one of the best drafts for, for quarterbacks this year because they anticipate five quarterbacks to go, you know, within the first, like, ten um, picks. But um, but who do you think comes out on the on the winning end of this trade, the Jets or the Panthers? Now we have to get hmm. that, that's a good question. That that's a that's a seriously good question because I honestly for the Jets they the fact that they have as many draft picks now that they have, they'll mm-hmm. be able to reconstruct their team and hopefully win some games because 
we all know how horrible they did this past season. Mm-hmm. But the but we don't know that Sam Darnold won't go to to the Panthers and and actually clean house and actually do very well. So I don't I'm gonna be honest and tell you I don't know. It's not like that how when you um when you posed the question about Brady and and Tampa Bay and and the the uh, Bill Belichick question, it's not like that. That was easy. We already knew that that the, that Tampa Bay was getting a better answer to that deal. Right. 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 Okay. Hey, Luke, got any thoughts on that? I'm sort of like in, in agree. I'm in agreement with Janelle on that because, like I said, we don't know what they're gonna get, you know, with with the with them having a draft because we just don't know. And then, so I can't really say either. I would say, you know, time will tell, and we will all see. Okay. All right. If I had to pick right now, I'm gonna say that the Carolina Panthers got the better deal because, like I said, we have seen glimpses of talent, kind of like a Carson Wentz. You know, they have the talent. It's just are they in the right system to allow them to flourish. Uh, with Matt Rule, um, you know, being the, the, the coach out there in Carolina, he's an offensive mind. Um, we saw how well, you know, Teddy Bridgewater did in just his first year with Carolina. Um, Robert Sala, we know he comes from a defensive background. So of course, he's going to have, you know, he's going to probably delegate the offensive side of the ball. But, um, is that going to be like his main focus? Probably not. So he's like they're probably going to be deferring to his offensive staff. But will he be able to, or maybe he already knows that his team or what he wants to do, Sam Donald just doesn't fit it. Uh, with all of the picks that the New York Jets have, it's going to I think it's going to work out well for Robert Sala because he's basically going to be bringing in his own team. He's going to be formulating his own team from the start, which can only be. Well, I mean, I guess it could be a, a curse or, or a blessing. Either they're going to rise together or sink together. But just the fact that you're going to be able to have a clean slate, but then you also have unknown talent. Because hey, we all know those players who do awesome in college, you know, extraordinaire, Heisman, Heisman Trophy playing, you know, status, and then come to the NFL and, and are bust. Yeah. Right. So I, I truly believe that this is going to be another Ryan Tannehill success story for Sam Darnold, and I think right now the Panthers, they're coming out on top with a proven quarterback. Um, he can stay healthy. You know, stop kissing on folks that got mono. But as long as he can stay on the field <laughs> and they, you know, get, get Leave it alone, TJ. Leave it alone. It's fair for me to, for me to just keep on. But, uh, but you know, still having um, McCaffrey in the backfield, um, I just I, I think that, you know they can only go up um, in Carolina. So I think they both come out come out well. But I think that the, right now the Panthers they are um, on the winning side of of this trade. But like I said, only time will tell. Only time will tell. And um, Falcons they are now picking fourth. Well, they have been picking fourth. And now they're saying that the team is open to trading that number four pick. But as of now, I think that they're saying that the Falcons, um, they'll be going after Trey Lance, uh, quarterback Trey Lance. So do you think that the Falcons stay in the number four spot? Do you think they should go after Matt Ryan's successor? Or, you know, what do you think that the Falcons, um, what should they be trying to accomplish in this year's draft, in the first round? Um, 
Honestly, I I wouldn't be upset if they did go after um, Matt Bryant's successor. He he's he's been uh, he literally has said time and time again that he wants to um, retire a Falcon, and I want him to. I, that would be absolutely fantastic. But we don't. Our um, second string quarterback doesn't have the the skill to hold up if something happens to Ryan. And you know that's something that I've been complaining to you about for years because. It, it, if some you cannot put all your 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 eggs in one basket, that's the thing, and and essentially that's exactly what they've done by um, counting on on Ryan. Granted, he's not one to um, to get hurt and constantly be you know sitting on the sidelines, but you you never know. With each season, something different happens, and we've seen it time and time again where you know. Just in a practice, somebody can get hurt and be out for the season. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you, you know I can relate. We are a prime example. How do you have a team? I mean, we have no backups. Garoppolo goes out, we are we are dead in the water. Two years now, two full seasons. When Garoppolo has not played the full season, we are picking in the first, five, uh, the first ten, ten picks. That's ridiculous. I mean, I hate that it's taken this long for us to, to finally know that we need, you know, a serious backup. But uh, backup quarterbacks mean everything, you know. Oh, yeah. We we are a prime example of that. One year that, that Garoppolo plays the whole season, we make it to the Super Bowl. The year prior to that, the year after that, we barely win in six games. Didn't win six. We won four last time. That's how we were able to get both of them. But luckily this year we went six to ten. But he doesn't play, and now we're picking in the top top ten. That's ridiculous. With all the talent that they have, so yeah, we we definitely understand the importance of having a, a solid backup quarterback. We always say next man up, regardless. But at that quarterback, right? Position, you need to have somebody that can just come right on in and just pick up. It's you know. essential. Yeah, it really is. So, all right. So you think um you think the guys will hold on to the number four pick? I hope we do. I, I sure hope we do. I, I don't want them to put us in a situation where, you know, especially when it's going to be so many um, teams looking for quarterbacks this year. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't want them. I don't want them to put us in a situation where we don't get a, a decent spot because they're trying to come up for something else. Mm-hmm. Especially if you know for a fact that if we may trade for somebody, it's not somebody that's you know going to make a huge difference on our on our roster. Yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm still, I'm still stressing and worried about the the move, the move that they made with um, with um, the the running back situation. I I don't have a clue what's gonna happen. I honestly don't. I don't know what's on their minds right now. But I need us to keep that fourth spot. Mhm. Okay. All right. Even if it, even if it could bring in maybe three picks for this year, like you got. You know, maybe a lower ranked uh, first rounder, but maybe you got two second rounds or a second and a third. That could add, you know, more personnel overall. Of course, then you wouldn't, you know, maybe you could find a diamond in the rough, find your Tom Brady, you know, that's just kind of hit or miss. But, um, you know, maybe you'd be able to to address, you know, some more holes with some draft picks. Yeah, because we definitely need some assistance on that O-line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm tired of Ryan being on his back. He needs some. He needs some help. 
Yeah, and you also want to boost up that defense because y'all get hit on the defensive side of the ball. It's been like every year for the last three, four, four seasons. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, but I don't know. We'll, you know, we still see this. It's, it's a prime a prime spot to have, and a lot of teams are, you know, inquiring about it. So we'll just have to see where the emphasis is for, for the Falcons. You know, are they really wanting to, to solidify that backup, backup position? Because, again, we know how important it is. Or do they want to fix some more holes? You know that they uh, that they need to address on the roster. So we'll see though. April twenty ninth, it'll be here before you know it. All right, ladies. So with that, we are going to put a pin in it. Jump into a quick break, and then on the outside of this, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pin hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. So do not move a muscle. We'll be right back. I know that my Savior lives, and at the end, he will stand on this earth. My flesh may be destroyed, yet from this body, I will see God. Yes, I will see him for myself, and I long for that moment. Grandma, I really miss you, and it ain't been the same. I drop a tear when I hear your name. Mariella Holloway. Why you gotta be so far away? Used to say, don't worry, it's gonna be okay. But it ain't. It's like when you left, you took the Lord with you. Why couldn't I come when he came to get you? Damn, I really wish you. I had to say it again. I remember the time when I was like 10. Crept up in the neighbor's yard, yeah. Being hard-headed. You told me I would get it. You said it. Boy, did I get it. But after you spanked me, you hugged me. Kissed me on my forehead. Told me that you loved me. And I saw that it hurt you more than it hurt me. I thought, how bad could this hurt me? I know now. That's why it's only done out of love. What I wouldn't get but one more hug from Grandma. Your kids done changed. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jackie's still crazy. Don't know what's up with James. Ain't seen Jerry in a while. You know he walk like you. Uh-huh. And Renee's back in jail. You know she talk like you. Uh-huh. Ricula's doing real good now. She working. Rhonda's still running around. Yeah, tricking, yeah, yeah, jerking. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. out, fucking. He done lost his mind. And Jarvis, back out of jail. Doing fine. Uh-huh. Colin, he done changed. It ain't all about self. So my father, well, that's something else. That's my dog, he owns his grandmother down My great-grandmother Making a lot of trips out of town But that's a good thing And if I could only hear you sing Once more, hold on The comfort it would bring Behind 
the mother. 11 kids, 11 grandkids. And since then, two of your grandkids and had kids. I had a boy named Tacoma, Xavier's brother. That's right, Xavier means you a great grandmother. Uh, I thank you for the best times of my life. I thank you for when you first met her, accepting and loving my wife. Uh, I thank you for those Sunday dinners, they were vital. I thank you for my life. I thank you for the Bible. I thank you for the songs that you sang in the morning. Amazing grace. I thank you for the two beatings you gave me. Cause I know somewhere along the line, the lesson I learned from the two beatings saved me. And when you died, I cried like a baby. I begged the Lord to take me. Cause no one else could give me what you gave me. But life, like everything comes to an end. I pray I go to heaven to see you again. Amen. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Uh, and as I said, before the break, it is time, it is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LL Sports 2. Did you see the NCAA championship game? Those boys lit a match to spark a flame. It was the Baylor Bears versus Gonzaga Bulldogs. One team was left in a fog. Baylor defeated Gonzaga 86-70 and basically stopped their perfect winning spree. The Bears overpowered them in every way in defense, assists, and three-point shooting play. All of this took place during March Madness, causing the Bulldogs much sadness. Bulldogs coach Few said, They beat us in every facet of the game, so them deserving all the credit is not lame. Bears coach Drew stated, Our guys, when the best is needed, the best is provided. These guys played undivided. He also said, the better the opponent, the better they play. That was an understatement, I'd say. Congratulations to Butler, Mitchell, Teague, and team for winning their first national title, pursuing their dreams. From now on, everyone will remember the Baylor Bears, who were the powerful 2021 NCAA heirs.
Dobbs. Awesome job once again. And we're going to go ahead and talk about the NCAA championship. Final four, it is in the book. First, I got to give a shout out to the women's national championship, uh, Arizona and Stanford. Stanford took that by 1.5453. So shout out to uh, Stanford for winning their first national championship since 1992. This is their third overall. Um, Vanderveer, the, she is the fourth women's head coach to win three national titles, and Jones was named the most outstanding player. So shout out to Stanford for um taking the Women's National Championship. And then, yes, the Baylor Bears, they won their first national champ. They never trailed, led by 19 after 10 minutes. Um, they okay. beat Gonzaga uh, 86-70. to 70. Gonzaga was undefeated. They are now um, – their 35-game win streak ends. There was the, this was their first loss since February 22nd of 2020. They um, lost – last time they lost was to BYU. Um, first loss um, – first uh, – Indiana – um, in 1976, they are the last unbeaten national championship. So, man, you just go the whole season in the end. They barely got past um, um, UCLA, you think, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, the, my college, what is it, girl? Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, UCLA, barely. Yeah, The barely. boy hit a three-pointer. Um, yeah, that was a good game. <laughs> but yeah, and we were really thinking this was going to be a tighter matchup, you know, between Gonzaga and and Baylor. But Baylor, they said, I'm saying, you tell somebody what they can't do, and they're gonna they will show you what they can do. They came they out on fire from the start of the game. Um, they are 13 to beat a previously unbeaten uh, team in a title game. The first Big 12 team to win a national title since 2008. Uh, that was Kansas, and then Butler was named the most outstanding player. So. Awesome game, though. Uh, just awesome tournament, I should say. The game was yeah. kind of a blowout from, from the get-go. <laughs> Did you think Aunt Lou was going to write about college, TJ? Did not. I'm telling you, always amaze me. Since to amaze me, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> amazed, but not surprised. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Nisha. Nisha says, good job, Aunt Lou. Karen, Aunt Karen says, you go, Aunt Lou. Shout out to everybody tuning into the show tonight. Janelle, did you watch the uh, national championship? I uh, missed, the, missed the first game, but I saw the uh, I saw the game with Baylor. They they shocked me. The, I was definitely stunned on that, but they did their thing. They they came out firing and, and never stopped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I missed um, – I saw like the very end of the game or that um Michigan when they beat Michigan. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that that doggone um Gonzaga UCLA game, I was like, Oh we if this is what the championship game is gonna be like, I am so excited. Yeah, I think I stopped watching uh at halftime. Because I just knew <laughs> Baylor was supposed to be reckoned with. It's like, okay, y'all might be undefeated, but we are the better team and we're gonna show you that tonight. So Oh uh, yeah. And Suggs was crying like a baby. He scored 22. Oh, I know. That's like the worst part of the day kids, you know. And so, um, that was, yeah, that was sad. But, yeah, got to win. Somebody got to win. Somebody got to lose. And anything else is going to motivate you. Motivation. You better get on your job. But, uh, but yeah, but shout out to Baylor, though. Shout out to Baylor. All right, let's move to the NBA here. I definitely want to get to uh, some NBA news. First, we got to kick it off with uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport, yes, the basketball player and the actor. They are uh, having a Twitter beef. 
And where do they do this at? Only in America. So, ladies, have, have you heard about the Twitter beef between Michael Rappaport and Kevin Durant? No. No. I, no. Okay. So, uh, quickly, just to, to go over it here, um, there was a – thinking that this stemmed from a tweet back in December that Michael Rappaport tweeted about Kevin Durant uh, in doing a TNT interview. Um, Durant was interviewed by Charles Barkley on TNT, and it seemed like, you know, he was – Durant was just kind of vague. And so Rappaport tweeted, he says, I quote, KD seemed deeply in his feelings with the TNT crew after the game. Damn it, he's super sensitive about everything. Don't do the interview. So Durant kindly responds, and he went on a tear. So he says, I quote, I heard it all before you, C-word. Um, I swear I'm going to spit in your face when I see you, dirty A. Uh, meet me on West 17th tomorrow at 10, or better yet, what's your address? Um, all you do is C-suck uh, uh, other men for attention. Your life is a joke, you effing pale C-sucker. Okay, so needless to say, he went off on Michael Rappaport, saying that his wife, you know, is probably uh, doesn't respect him, you know, after his B moves and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know what what set Durant off, but he was he set it off to the left. Okay, and <laughs> then he says, you know, Durant says that him and Rappaport they've had these kind of exchanges before, and you know, it's kind of guess all in fun. But Rappaport did not take comment to this. Now, the thing was. We would have never known about this had Michael Rappaport not made the, t- the tweet public. So he releases the tweet. These are two conversations between grown men, private DM, and Michael Rappaport publishes the tweet. So then, of course, um, Le- um, LeBron, uh, Kevin Durant, he has to come on and apologize. Um, he says, I quote, I'm sorry that people seen that language I use. That's not really what I want people to see and hear from me, but hopefully I can move past it and get back out there on the floor. End quote. So the NBA, they promptly fined him $50,000 for using the offensive and derogatory language on social media. This was on last Friday. So um, not on the court yet, but, you know, he's in in the midst of a Twitter beef with the actor Michael Rappaport. So, ladies, this is a two-part question. First, how should we view Michael Rappaport, for one, releasing the post? And then, two, what are your thoughts on Durant apologizing for what he said – the fact that the thoughts and, and language was seen, but he necess- he did not necessarily apologize for what he said. Um, hey, Luke, we'll have you. Right. <laughs> I was I was hoping you would take me first. I think he was a coward. You know, you if, if, if they've done this in the past, you say they've done this in the past to each other. So for him to leak, yeah, for him to leak it out like that, it's like he's he's trying to get. You know, like a little kid. Both of them acting like kids, to be honest. But you want to get Durant in trouble, you know, and then put him out there and have him, you know, uh, show him in a certain light, you know. Uh, but um, I just think that was unnecessary, you know what I mean, because they could have dealt with it like they've been doing it in the past. Um, Durant, on the other hand, uh, so, you know, I knew he was a little crazy. I mean, you know, he just kind of let it open. I'm the of the heart to mouth speak, I guess. But um, I just think that, uh, you know, well, he apologized for, for them hearing it, you know, but not not for for what he said. Is that what the, is, was that the question? The last, the second question. Yes. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, he's honest, you know, he, he, he's not upset about what he said because he says, you know, I can't, I can't even be mad with him on that one. You know, so if you're going to apologize, be, be honest in your apology. So it's like he probably didn't want anyone else to know that he talked like that. But, you know, he and it's obvious they have a past and a history with that. But I just think it's, it's on both parts. They're acting like babies, you know. This, are, we, are we five or ten or fifteen? Because we show not acting like we in our thirties and forties, so whatever their age is. Okay, all right, Janelle. I I couldn't I I couldn't have said it better myself. I I mean seriously, how old are we around here? And the fact that I don't even know why Kevin Durant bothered to apologize. Don't don't do it because you're not apologizing for what you said. You apologizing because you got caught saying it. I mean, come on now, this is crazy. And, and with Michael Rappaport. What was on your mind that you released the tweet in the first place? Let's let's really get at that. Maybe he was in his feelings too. He just wanna, you know, play I'm telling on you and, and put it out there for everybody to know, you know, Kevin Durant be slapping him in the face. Oh I just I can't. I can't. I can't with these two. I can't <laughs> I, I wish mean, it didn't I can't either. <laughs> Suppose the man's private messages. Now, Rappaport, you know, he wants to say that, you know, once he brought his wife into it, you know, he kind of overstepped his boundaries or whatever. But really, I mean, you, you just that offended. I mean, your wife, he basically just said your wife should think that you're a B word. Well, by releasing these uh, private DMs, what do you really think that we think of you? If he didn't think that you were, were that before, what do you think he thinks of you now? Come on now. Right. Really? Don't put that man out there on blast like that? And I really hope that it backfires on Michael Rappaport because, like you said, now, what is it that you're really trying to accomplish? You're trying to get, what, the LBGTQ uh, community against him? Or um, I, I, I really want to know what what is your motive behind releasing these because it really wasn't anything to me. Um, and, A. Lou, we must be related because I have absolutely no problem with what he said. If you are talking amongst your friends or Whoever it is, we are too we are too much of a sensitive society right now. Everybody does not have to think the same. We are we are not a, a a monolith, okay? We do not all walk. We are not robots. We don't all walk talk the same, okay? So if I want to call you, uh, I mean I don't use the word because I don't think it's a, it's a word to play with, like the B word. But I mean if I want to call you a MF for one day, I mean you know I'm, I might be playing. I'm saying. You know, if you want to call him the B word and, a, you know, he's just a sea sucker, I mean, he just, he might be mad. But does that necessarily mean that he's saying anything about a certain group of people or a certain type of people? Not necessarily. That just, he might just be venting. So for you to try to put him on blast like that, I think that was really a punk move. So for everything that, that Grant called him, he is. <laughs> and more. Okay, three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the lady. Sits up on the timeline as well. Yeah, so I, I'm just I'm disappointed in Michael Rappaport because I thought he was like one of the cool, cool people. You know, he always tried to be down and everything, and he was he would host the Ice Cube Big Three events and all that. And so yeah, I'm I'm just very disappointed. And the fact that you know I'm I'm right there with you, A. Lou. Keep it real, Grant. You're not sorry for what you said. You just sorry that it got out there. People saw you know how you talk to your so-called maybe friends or, or behind the scenes. Nothing to apologize for. 
I mean, total agreement with that. So, but $50,000 fine, I guess I can see why. I mean, you are the face of the league, one of the premier players of the league, and, you know, you can't be. But, again, now you're in this man's pocket for some private messages. So, if I was Durant, I'd call him, call him that again and tell him, give me my, roll my 50000 back. <laughs> People are going to realize that folks will backbite you and stab you in the back. If they stab their mom and their dad in the back, what would they do to a black person? We need to wake up and smell the coffee and don't trust people like that. Trust God. Oh, well, hey, no, I can't, I can't say that you can't just, you know, trust the people. Cause not all the people are going to do them wrong. I said don't trust certain people. I didn't say everybody. Now, I ain't that paranoid. <laughs> But I, you know, I, I guess maybe it's just the insinuation there. But yeah, I just, I don't, I need to know the, mo- the motive for that one. Cause yeah, Michael Rappaport, you, you were definitely wrong for that. Don't agree I, at all. All right. Um, and so speaking of Kevin Durant, so they're saying that uh, well, he is back tonight. He's back in the lineup. But now Kevin, um, Kevin Durant is back. But now James Harden is out. He's suffering from a hamstring injury. And Kyrie Irving, he played last night. So it looks like uh, he's on the court tonight. So with the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, ladies, will we ever get to see the Brooklyn Nets at their full full capacity? That, that's that's full. a good question. Will we ever? No. I have no idea. I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't want to see them in their full capacity. That oh. would be a threat. You better stop it. You better stop it. I'm being yes, honest. we do. We want, <laughs> we want a great we want them at there. You know, we don't want any excuses. Yes. No excuses. Well, if they, if TJ, if they're not doing what's, if they're getting injuries and they're not doing what's necessary, then you know, we we won't see them. You know, but but I just feel like once you get injured like that, a severe, a serious injury, it's always going to be there, be there with you. That's what I feel. I mean, they're going to have to really keep an eye on Durant. Um, I, I believe that, but I do want to see them at full strength, especially come playoff time, because that's really going to be some exciting basketball. Uh, but what is going on with Boston? I mean, Boston, just, they cannot seem to get it together. They are still currently holding the uh, eighth spot, so they would have to play in that, that play-in competition, you know, if the if the uh, playoff started today. But they just cannot seem to get it together. But shout-out to the Atlanta Hawks. They once again have taken... Congratulations, Janelle, and Miss Terry, in your absence. Thank you so much, ma'am. You, you, you <laughs> congratulate me, but you need to be congratulating my Hawks because they're doing their thing right now. They're doing their thing. Yes, they really are. They really are. But but did I hear that right, though, Janelle? I believe that um, Hawks spot. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. All right. So shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. I'm telling you, making making moves there. Oh, and, and Tina, this is this is yet another coaching situation. We talked about this because you talked about it when they let the coach go. We have now only lost four games with this new coach. I I'm tell you, I coaching makes a difference. It coaching does. makes a difference. It really, really does. And, you know, I just, I wonder what old Lloyd is 
sitting there while you're on the couch watching them win. <laughs> it might be hard for Lloyd to get another job now because I need you know what? totally different. I'm, I'm serious, though. It's like, how, how do you go from being totally out of it to now you one of the top four teams in, in, the, in the conference? Come on now. That's, that's six volumes now. And you have the same roster? I don't know. Sometimes, TJ, they get personal with the players. They might not like a good player, and they won't play them or whatever. And, you know, sometimes they get blackballed and stuff. But you, you really, whether you like them or not, you need to play your best people when it's time to get out there, especially if you want to be, you know, in a certain position by the time, you know, the, the playoffs time. Yeah. So, That's definitely true. I would hate that there wouldn't have been any, you know, sense in that where you want to sit your best player and that there might be a – but I did believe, um, I think I heard this, though, Janelle, correct me if I'm wrong, there might have been uh, the style of coaching, because I believe Lord Pierce is real old that, school, and he did have a fairly young team. So I think I was his... just getting... Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just getting ready to say, I was just getting ready to say, it wasn't It wasn't the matter of the, the players that he was playing, it's the style of play that he was, that um, his, he, his, he has a very, um, Old school style, uh, old school way of thinking, mm-hmm. and okay. and basketball basketball today doesn't doesn't play that way. He he would probably would have been a fantastic coach back you know back in the nineties or the early two thousands, but uh, we don't they don't they don't. I, I'm just I, all I'm saying is I'm happy that um, that they made the move. I right. I, I like Lloyd. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I like them. He, he was a good person and everything, but as far as a coach goes, he, we were just every other game we were losing, and you cannot do that when you're trying to, you know, make it to. And and then on top of that, we have so many good players on our team. Yeah, young players. We have a very young team. Yeah, we have a very young team, but I, they're good. They're it, it's it's something to build off of. You know what I yeah. mean? So I, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, and you should be. You should be. The momentum is definitely moving in the right direction. That's for sure. What you don't want to do is have a young team and then and then just diminish them. You know, have don't give them the hope that you know they can get better or be better. And um, yeah, so that yeah, you, you were right. And they don't so give them the move to do it. Definitely. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to the phone line. Oh, hold, hold that now. All right, you on with the ladies? Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead, Dale. You're on. Hey. Uh, oh, okay. First, uh, I want to give big kudos out to Shaq for uh, being a, a great person. You know, uh, I saw a video today where he was at a store, and a young man, probably in his early 20s, was putting an engagement ring on their way. Yeah, Shaq, he didn't know Shaq was behind him. So when he got through with the information, Shaq tapped him on the shoulder and told him that he would pay for it. Yeah. So he and uh, so they asked Shaq, asked him on uh, TNT why did he do it. He said that he didn't mind helping people, but he wanted to help this young guy because he saw that he he was in a band. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really nice of him. 
Very nice. And Very nice. The second thing the second thing uh is about uh the latest uh NCAA Final Fools. Okay. We had four coaches. We had two uh female black coaches and we had two white coaches. Okay. The 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 black coaches took the losses with grace and dignity and nice. The white coaches, they had crazy opinions. First, we go to Baylor's coach. The first thing that comes out of her mouth is that they should do away with the testing oh. for the uh, virus. Yep. Uh, then they asked a uh, Connecticut coach about the, about the close call that Baylor didn't get in the last few seconds of the game. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, it, be, it has been going against us in the last few years. So mm-hmm. that was kind of crazy because the way they showed it, and they, show, uh, they showed it on Sports Center. But, uh, you know, the thing about it, it was some bad calls, and it went in Connecticut favor. So mm-hmm. you could tell the referees was playing with being biased. Uh, okay, last thing is uh, the NBA draft is coming up, and mm-hmm. so we seen uh, Carolina made a move and got got them a, a quarterback from the Jets, which picks out uh, the quarterback. The, uh, can't think of his name now. Donald. Yeah. Uh, puts him out on the nail. But I think that uh, they're trying to trade him. But I think I know he's a good quarterback, but I think the the thing was, the thing is in uh, Carolina is the owner has stepped up since he bought the team, the new owner. He stepped up, and he's making a lot of, calls on his own. He's going over the coach's head and, and, and delegating a lot of calls. So mm-hmm. I don't know how this stuff will play out in Carolina, but uh, I hope uh, the other quarterback winds up with a good team and, and uh, can come back to Carolina and show them they made a mistake. Right. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you for calling, Dale, uh, Dale and sharing your thoughts. All right? We appreciate okay, it. Okay, Dan. Y'all have a good night. All right. You, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. 347 That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. And that is Dale, our resident Raider fan. Always calling in and giving us his thoughts. All right, ladies. So with that, it's a wrap. Two hours. We were back tonight. Yes. I didn't feel like we were running a 30-yard dash. I know I said 30. Yeah. I know it's normally a, what, 40-yard dash, but it, we were running 25, 30 there for a minute. And mm-hmm. as soon as we got on, it was time to get off. That's a marathon. No, it was a sprint. Marathon? <laughs> sprint. <laughs> say sprint so I can say marathon. <laughs> All right, ladies. Today we will have you kick off the shout out. 
I want to give a shout out to Marlon. I miss him. We had some really good topics tonight. It would have been good to hear his his thoughts on some of that stuff. Um, I want to give a shout out to Miss Terry. I hope all is well. We missed you tonight, Miss um, Lucinda. Absolutely fantastic job on your lyrics tonight. And I'm so proud of you because you you had some act right on tonight. I, I'm very proud of you. I, I, Cause you, usually when I'm by myself, you attack me. I'm so proud. I just don't even know what to say. I love you so much. Thank you so much for that. Well, Janelle, we know it's gonna be the last time that happens. Go ahead. I know, right? I know, right? If <laughs> you said something. PJ, aka Jukebox Judy, aka I really don't know what to do with you sometimes. I promise. You was on it tonight. You was on it tonight. Um, I, w- I would like to say that I pray that you, your dream comes true because I I look at Sports Center, I look at ESPN all day long, and all I think about when I'm looking at ESPN and they be interviewing these women on the sidelines and all these other, all these people, all I could think of is, boy, Tina Shore would do a better job. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, I'm hoping that it comes soon for you. I, I really can't wait. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Lou. Janelle, that was beautiful. That was just beautiful. And and, and I'm going to hit TJ first because I usually do her last. Uh, yes, um, it's coming, Janelle, sooner than you realize. But, yeah, I, I look at some of these sports uh, uh, casters, and I'm just like, are you serious? And you got this job, and you're not even pretty. I, I didn't want to say that. But the, the attitude sometimes, some of these women be rude to the guys and stuff. You know, they be dominating the guys. I just think that is so ugly. You're supposed to be, it should, it should be respect. You should respect each other while you're working as a team. And I know TJ, would, she, her mother taught her well, TJ would not be disrespectful to anyone, even though she might know her opinion is probably much better, but she still would, wouldn't put them in a, in a, in a compromising uh, situation or, you know, hurtful. And so it's coming, baby. Just, just, just keep on. Keep on doing what you're doing because God's going to move. Uh, I want to give a shout-out. Let me get back into my uh, hat here. Shout-out to um, my uh, sister-in-law. Uh, her birthday will be tomorrow. That's, um, what is that girl's name? Bertha. D'Angelo's wife, Bertha. She'll be mm-hmm. 77. Tomorrow, I want to say happy birthday, Bertha. Happy birthday. And then on the 13th is her husband, which is my oldest brother, which is TJ's uncle, D'Angelo. E. D'Angelo Taylor. He will be the big 75. So they're getting younger as, as they get older. Uh, she's 77. You can't either way. She's gonna be 77, but he'll be 57 to, uh, on on a, on, on a Tuesday, just before the show. So happy birthday, brother D'Angelo. I love you. Happy birthday, sister birthday. I love you too. Um, uh, Miss Terry, I miss you tonight, and and I just was left with Janelle alone because she was by herself, and I didn't want her to feel lonely. And I didn't want her to feel attacked, so I just left her alone. I don't know what I might do next week, so y'all just be ready for me. Um, but, um, but I love you, Miss Terry, wherever you are. And like Janelle said, we hope you're safe and everything. I will be praying for that. Janelle, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, even though you don't believe it. But um, I thank God for you. Because- 
You you are really the second in 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 knowledge here. You know TJ's number one. You know that's my girl. She's number one. She knows everything. What she doing? But you and her, y'all just make the show. But uh, Miss Terry and I, we just kind of be like little puppies, just wagging along, uh, just learning as we go. We just babies. And I ain't my ain't mad with that. I'm a novice. Yes, I am. And I'm fine with that. But I just want to say that without the two of you, you girls, you and TJ, Lord, I don't know what Miss Terry and I would do because we don't know what we do. We don't have know what we talk about half the time. But we learn it, okay? So I'm just going to put it out there in the world. I'm putting it out there, people. That's right. Ain't Lou said that. Now, I know my lyrics, but I don't know about all this other stuff. And so um, I just want to say that I love you all. And, and TJ, you just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, we'll be back here next week. <laughs> Same bad time, same bad station. All right. And, yes, uh, Carrie is wonderful. She's just traveling. So uh, they are uh, doing a family vacation for all as well. She definitely sends her love and she listens to y'all. All right. So hopefully she'll be back in fold next week. All right. And while I have the both of you, um, I must say, you know, Janelle, you know, I know it was, it was you know, um, just um, – everything that was going on, you know, for a while. But I must say it is so good to have you back, um, have you sounding, you know, strong, the old snail, talking mess and all of that. So, um, you know, like I said, right. it's, uh, having you, you, anyone when they are missing, they are truly missed. Um, but um, it, it's, it's been, uh, it's been how it's supposed to be. So we miss you. We miss you, lady. All right. And ain't Luke always holding it down. Lyrics, it, it doesn't matter. And you know a lot more than you think you do, ain't Luke. So, you know, don't, don't, don't tell yourself short, okay? But those lyrics, that is numero uno, all right? And I love you, ladies. And we'll be back next week, all right? Love you, too. All right. Love you, girls. Bye. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies. That is the triple threat in the house, Janelle, Ain't Lou, and TJ. Holding down that fort. All right. So what happened in the world of sports today, April the 7th? Yes, we are almost at the 10th. We're moving on on. Moving, moving on right along. Um, 1955, Fort Wayne beat Syracuse 74-71. It was the lowest scoring NBA playoff game. So that was NBA teams back in 1955 since the introduction of the 24-second shot clock. And then in 1959, Bob Cousy of the Boston Celtics, he achieved 19 assists. That was to tie an NBA playoff record in a game against Minneapolis. Just thought that was kind of prevalent. The fact that Minneapolis is in the news right now. All right. So that's your Wednesday Wikipedia for April the 7th. And uh, let's see, no birthdays were featured uh, tonight in our music, um, but birthdays today, Billie Holiday. Now, she would have been 106, so I'm not sure if she would have made it to that, but, you know, she was born 1915. Uh, we lost her in 1959. Jackie Chan, he turned 67 today, and Russell Crowe turns 57. All right. So, again, that is going to do it for the show tonight. Shout-out to Marlon. Shout-out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout-out to Marvin and Harold Chambers, the Chambers brothers. Um, got to give an early birthday shout-out to my cousin, Tamara Smith. She's going to celebrate her birthday on Friday, April the 9th. And happy belated birthday to Jeremiah, um, her son. He turned uh, – I'm no, don't get me wrong. Was it eight? I believe it was eight on uh, yesterday on the 6th. So two Aries. Oh, yes, Aries, Team Aries. But happy birthday to my cousin. Uh, again, happy birthday, uh, shout out to my uncle and uh, to my aunt. Dang, ain't Uncle D going to be 75? Man, 
Ah, what a blessing. Shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. She did that. If you missed it, make sure that you catch it on the podcast. And, again, shout out to Janelle rounding out that triple threat. Like I said, um, everybody is missed, you know, when, when they're not here. Um, but, Janelle, man, because, you know, it was just it was rough going there. We We definitely missed you. So it's good to hear you back. All right. And, Terry? Safe travels to you, baby. We love you. All right? And, of course, big, great big shout-out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. Thank you, fellas, for all of your support. And last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green, holding down that timeline on um, Facebook, just holding me down. And, um, man, just I love you, Essie. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right, y'all, so that is going to do it for the show tonight. We will be back next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the two full hours. So we will see you again, same bat time, same bat station. Um, so we will close the show out tonight with a motivational moment. Um, tonight I think I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Uh, I had a little um, something in mind, but just on my heart, um, you know, with the condition of uh, DMX. And, you know, once again, with the trial of George Floyd, you know, they keep trying to introduce the drug aspect, you know, what his, you know, demons may have been, how he may have been struggling. You know, one thing I have got to say, you know, I think anybody can have an addictive personality. You know, I think we, are, we, all, can, we all can be addicted to something, and maybe we all are addicted. You know, I think mine might be TV. You know, because I just I have a show for every night. Um, but, you know, those those chemical dependencies, they are nothing to play with. I thank God that I have um, never been addicted to, you know, any type of drug, anything like that, alcohol, anything. Don't get me wrong. You know, I like my spirits when I go out. I'm a social drinker. But, you know, do I have to have it? No, I do not. So I'm, I just thank God. And I thank God that nobody in my family, like immediate um you know, families have are struggling with that type of addiction. You know, I always, um, you know, I commend my mother, but I, when I look back, it's like all of my aunts on my on my mother's side. Um, you know, they grew up um, in a in a um, domestic violence household. There was abuse there, and you know, my grandfather he did he did drink. Um, but it was it's just funny how all of the girls, none of them drink. So whatever they grew up with and what they saw, it made them go the total opposite way. The guys, totally different story. But, again, you know, it's just a matter of what it is that you take in when you're young, what it, what it is that you, you digest and how that helps formulate, you know, who you become as an adult. So, again, I say that's just to say that, you know, I do believe that um, addiction is, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a health issue, you know, and a lot of people, they do deal with it. But then, you know, is it a choice? You know, can they not break out of it? Can they not get help? You know, why do we have all of these programs and stuff if they don't work? So I think it comes down to just personal choices and decision. And you just, maybe you just really deep down don't want to kick it. I don't know. I can't speak to it. But it's just when you see how it's taken over, like I said, the life of DMX, you know this brother has been struggling. And I just was hoping that he would be, you know, a success story. His story is not written as of yet because his, his end date has not arrived. Um, but, again, you know, like with George Floyd, 
you know, whatever demons he was going through, it should not have cost him his life. But, again, we know that his life was, um, he is a martyr, and everything happens for a reason. So, again, let's just keep, you know, DMX, let's keep the family of George Floyd in our prayers. But if you are dealing with addiction, if you have a family member that's dealing with addiction, you know, just make sure to keep them uplifted. Keep your eyes on them because, you know, hopefully it doesn't have to end that way. It doesn't have to end tragically. Um, but they will have to want to make that change for themselves. We can be that, be that, that, that shoulder to lean on, um, that, that stool to help, help lift them to step on. But you can't, you can't lead the, the horse to water and make them drink. So let's just keep those in our prayers, keep them uplifted. Um, but hopefully and ultimately the, those that are dealing with that make that decision to want to make that change, to be that better person, be the person that God intended them to be. All right, that's my motivational moment. I'm TJ. So as always, um, we'll see you next week, Wednesday night. Until then, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye.